Coming straight from the mouths of madness, I'm Lowdown. I'm F.U. Hunter. Do you love horror? We fucking do. So this is a podcast dedicated to all things in cinematic horror. We're talking movies, television, composers, special effects artists. We're going to fucking cover it. So if you love horror, embrace the madness. expressed on Geek Father are those of the panelists and not those of the Geeks Under the Influence Network, their affiliates, or sponsors. Listener discretion is advised. This is for the parents and not for the kiddies. Geek Fire! Can you try one more time? Say no. Geek Father real loud. Geek Fire way out! Hey guys, welcome back. That's right, if you've made it through the new year we're, and you're celebrating the 2023 and everything is good, hopefully so far, and you're hearing this voice, that's right. It's a new Geek Fathers coming at you, bringing all the trials and tribulations of being a geeky parent, and well, we'll see how this year goes, because I, I give no promises, just like to my children. Well, so far, no tragedies, I don't think. Uh, some celebrity tragedies. Nothing personal. Right. So that's good. True. We're going to take so, that as a win. Knock on we'll, wood, throw some salt over your whoo. shoulder. <laughs> Don't jinx it. That's right. And as you guys are hearing, of course, my partner in crime, the guy who somehow has tolerated my ass for a couple years now doing this, Mr. Kyle Smash. What's going on? Hey, man. What's up, baby? Just hey. army crawling into this new year. That's like right. I said, we, told, we told you last episode we are taking it easy. No, Slow I'm, and simple, man. I'm taking it real easy, man. I'm just, like I said, I'm army crawling. Slowly into <laughs> this year, I'm not taking any chances or detours yes. uh, that are unnecessary. True. I'm not, like, jinxing anything. Fair. I knock on a lot of wood lately. Just That's all day. And <laughs> as you, of course, as you're hearing as well, there is the mysterious third voice for this episode, Ooh. and not so mysterious. We have M the Gem back again, actually, for our show. It's been a while. It's been a she, minute. She, you're usually just running away, hiding when we record. So, but welcome. Thank she you. Decided to join us for our first episode of 2023. Thank you for having me. Yes, of course. Always welcome. Always. So far, we we all agreed that we took it easy New Year's Eve, right? No no rookie parties or anything. We just chilled. No. We chilled the fuck out. Who, yeah. who parties on there on New Year's Eve anymore? No. Nobody. It's too... You can't go out on the road. It's not safe. Nope. No. My children tried to hang with me, but they... I think I lost Logan about 1030, and he was the last one to fall asleep, except for me. Yeah, I think, so, I think my kid was... Was definitely falling out there towards like 11.45, 11.50. She didn't even care. She was like, great, the ball dropped. Okay, I'm going to bed now. Good night. Yeah. Kids, oh. kids don't usually really care about the new year. What? Time's what? irrelevant to them. Leland is our is our sleeping one anyways. He'll fall asleep in a heartbeat. Yeah. No worries. Logan, he just knew it was extra time that he could... We played a few extra video games. He got to watch some extra shows. So he took advantage of that, and I got him so hyped up, it was just that immediate downhill crash. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, cool, you're done. And I just, I watched movies and TV shows, and I was like, oh, it's 1230. I guess I missed the ball drop. Good night. Yeah. And that's what I did. Did they sleep so, in the next day? Shit, no. <laughs> of course not. Up at 6 a.m.? But that's what the wife is there for. She's the early bird in the house. Oh, yeah. Duh. You gotta have at least one early bird. Exactly. And thankfully, that is my wife. 
Praise be to her. <laughs> Jem's that way. She can get up. She she'll get up and do things, but I'm more active when I'm up. The moment I'm up, I'm like I'm going. Eh, it's hit or miss for me. I mean, I agree to disagree. Like, yeah, you're <laughs> up, but you you're not mentally up <laughs> until like no. Oh no, a cup of coffee in and. Yeah, at least an hour after that cup of coffee. Yeah. And that's where I'm at full okayness. Yeah. Th- that's why I have found that little niche that I've talked about before, where thankfully, because my wife's job this year, mm-hmm. she gets the kids up, starts getting them ready. I wake up long enough to make sure they finish up that part, get them down to the bus stop. I come home and I get to sleep for about another hour to hour and a half before I even worry about coffee. Wow. That's awesome. Yes. I mean, I, I'm up in the morning, you know. I'm up in the morning with her, and uh, I'm doing my thing, and I'm pretty much... Uh, you got something on your nose. What do you... I was trying to be stealth about it, but... You can't be stealth on it. Just say it. We're on a podcast. I know. But you, I it, looked, it looked like on... you had a bogey or something. I don't know what you got going on. What was it? it was, who knows? I, mean, I guess you got... Maybe it was, a, it was fuzz. I don't know. All right. All right. Well, it's off now. I mean, okay? you can sit there and pick your nose listen, for all listen, I care. We're I mean... trying to have an easy year, okay? Like one fuzz <laughs> on the nose, and I'm trying to get it off. Then I stand up and I trip over the chair and break my neck on something. Like I'm, that's how I'm going into this year. Like it's like uh, I feel like I feel like someone waiting for death in Final Fan, like not Final Fantasy, and um, in uh, Final Destination. Oh, so you saw the pattern, so you're just trying yeah. to avoid the pattern. Right. Okay, not, fair. Not that I actually think something bad's going to happen to me or someone I love. I'm just, I'm just in my mind, I'm just like... As long as you're not driving rush. behind those log trucks, you're good, man. Uh, right. Never behind the log trucks. Never truck. behind the log trucks. That would break the law that, to get past that. That ruined a whole generation of drivers, for sure. So, And it never, yeah. it never helps when periodically you get news stories of like log trucks that fucking... Oh, fuck you know, yeah. Their yeah. their their bands broke and then they just crashed all over the highway. Like that is the worst <sighs> nightmare right there. There's, you how are you supposed to get away from that? Fantasy. <laughs> yeah. Final <laughs> fantasy. Could be, but <laughs> fantasy in general. I was, I was just saying, like I don't know. I don't even. If want you're to think in about that situation, Final Destination style is definitely going to be whatever fantasy you have is going to be your final one. That is fair. At very least in true. at least in this world. Agreed. Agreed. At least so. Have you caught anything so, new or watched anything good that's uh, started or ended this year, N- New Year? Uh, actually, well, I kind of did a reverse, and there is going to be one main show. With that, I, I'm going to say we we had talked about it. We got to talk about it on the episode because that's what we've been doing. We've been talking a little bit more movies, a little bit more nerd stuff that we've been doing because it's good for not only us for escape, but it's good to show the kids. Well, yeah. So we are. We have a, a great recommendation for a cross-generational series that just wrapped up this last last week this week this week earlier this yep, week yesterday actually on oh shit yeah it was just yesterday yeah. god damn uh but i did uh before we get into that series i did finally catch up on wednesday which i thought was a great take on that character nice oh, yeah, i love that series oh i've been i just did a, a complete binge the past few days on that it's an easy so, binge. Like, it is. It's totally. so easy. Shorter episodes. Well, they're, they're each digestible. about an hour. They're a little bit less than an hour. Mm-hmm. None of them went over an hour. Only eight episodes. And let's be honest, Tim Burton is pretty straightforward when it comes to the shit that he does. He made a cool little mystery story, but he he breathed life into characters that, besides the, the last movies with Angelica Houston and, mm-hmm. and uh, Raul Julia and, and all of them... 
the 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 Adams family hasn't been doing all that great. They've had a few cartoon movies. Well, say, and nothing stuff. every anything non animated that there hasn't been really anything. Right. Uh you know, since those movies. Yeah. That's why like, Christina Ricci did a great job as Wednesday. Oh, but I yeah. think she explained it really well. I saw in like uh, read in some interview, uh you know, clickbait interview, but she had said that she um that Wednesday was always a side character, and this is this show actually gives her some front and center some life, some freedom yeah. to you know to show what that character's worth. And I'll tell you, like I said on our last episode, I rated it as one of my top threes. Like, yeah, Christina Ricci, uh, she was funny on the show as like the older, you know, you don't know where she's coming from. But spoiler alert, I really love that she turned into the villain. Oh yeah, absolutely. I was like, you know, I was wondering, like, is this going to be like a one or two day thing, like? Tim Burton's like, come on, you know, show your face. But he's like, no, I need to use you. Yeah, actual, like, a character built within the story and everything like that. And I thought it was great just to even throw on the parenting one because, yes, there's a little bit of blood and stuff, but my kids see worse in their video games. I mean, it's... It's minimal. It's Tim burton It's Tim so Burton. It's very minimal. But I thought that the whole concept of, of the whole... And Tim Burton kind of does this anyways, but this was a little bit more straightforward with it, was... The whole, like, there's a group of outcasts, and the whole thing is we built a society to balance outcasts, normal people, and there is some crossover, mm-hmm. and there should be crossover. I thought that was good just to, even if the kids, like, I'm like my boys had seen some episodes, watched some of it with us, because Jennifer watched it separately, but there was just enough that it, that it still catches their eye on certain things, even if they weren't into the series. They... They're still picking up on stuff. Well, Tim Burton knows how to do something visually to catch your eye. I mean, that's sort of what he does. He's kooky, which is perfect. So, which makes him perfect for it. He is. He's very kooky. He is very kooky. So, I mean, we've all we've all seen, or most of us have seen the uh, the uh, not return of was it Return of Superman? Uh, The oh, the Nicolas Cage, the Nicolas Cage version test screening. Yes. Yeah, that that version was actually done, but just the testing footage yeah, of Nick I mean, Cage with that suit. Yeah. It's Tim, what Tim Burton would do with a Superman. Well, movie, yeah, because is, part of the Superman suit lit up. Yeah. had the actual lights built into it. It was neon, baby. Neon. It was not, not even neon. It was just like early, like, HD, like, LED lighting, <laughs> man. Like, 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 it looked almost like Christmas lights around the S <laughs> on the chest. I mean, it really yeah. did. It was rough. Yeah. It was I, really rough. Being with me, Jim, you've seen like at least a dozen of Superman something. Oh, of course. Would you want to see uh, Henry Cavill? He's the one that played like Man of Steel in Justice League. Okay. Would you want to see him in a suit that lit up? No. Like, and not, not like a cool light up. I'm talking <laughs> no. like. No. Even better to see Nick Cage. Yeah, as Nicolas Superman. Cage. No. With long hair. <laughs> long hair, mind you. I already don't like <laughs> Nicolas Cage as it is. What? I know. Taboo. Everybody God. canceled Jem, but. Oh my God, I didn't know this. This changes everything. The wedding is canceled. I know. You don't like Nicolas Cage? No. That's fair. Cancel the wedding. You know, <laughs> here's I the mean, thing. I'm telling you. He's a he's an acquired taste. You know, he's <laughs> he really is an acquired taste. I mean, you love you I know you've seen Raising Arizona. Didn't you say you liked Raising Arizona with the baby? Which one was it? It wasn't Raising Arizona. Yeah, Raising Arizona. No, it wasn't Raising Arizona. Hel- and I'm way off. Nicholas Cage, Helen Hunt, John Goodman. Um, no, no, he was in it for sure, but that's not the movie she saw. No. It was Con Air. Well, Con Air, which okay. is very <laughs> cheesy. Put the bunny then... back in the box. 
All right, Forrest Gump, calm down. That's, that's, that's what I. That's I, literally what Nick Cage was copying. I, oh, I know, but I, I totally yeah. caught the Forrest Gump vibe off that man. So yeah. All right, keep going, Hummingbird. And then the other, uh, the other movie he was in was uh, Moonstruck, which is a total chick flick. Moonstruck. But, uh, yeah. I, I sure. love, love yes. that movie. Oh, you okay. know the what's the line he says? I lost my hand. I lost my bride. Johnny has his hand. Johnny has his bride. That's great. Well done. Wow. You're yeah. Okay. I remember when, yeah, when we first met, she would do that. I was like, I'm impressed. That's why I always thought you loved, I never actually thought about you not liking Nicolas Cage because of that. I guess no. I just assume you didn't, but it explains why you'll never watch National Treasure with me. I've seen it, but I don't like it. No. I love Nicolas Cage. He's just he's just weird enough. Yeah. Actually, um I did National Treasure for Smack My Pitch Up with Hobbit. Oh, did you? Yeah, I did. It was one of the last episodes he did before he got Tondi on there to do the their regular thing. Oh, before he man. changed the format. I, yeah. yeah, I don't think I heard that episode. Would you? What was the, your take? The oh, short, shortage version. The, the main part I thought would would have been at the time would have been I can't even remember. Like I thought of some fun actors and stuff, but I can't remember off the top of my head. Here, I barely remember yesterday. But oh, I, I definitely thought it just should have been redone as like because of the political climate should have been just way more like just political heavy, but still the fun like we got to use, you know, stuff from our U.S. history. But I wanted like legit <laughs> U.S. history for shit, not just the shit that you read in your high school uh, books that were totally like whitewashed and shit. Right. Internet. I, yeah, Internet oh, yeah. history. Oh, yeah. I totally thought that it should have had way more accurate history, I guess is a better way to put it. It, it was my main take. Well, on. you know, half of history is uh, uh, half of history is hiding the truth. What's that from? Quick, go. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Serenity, man. Oh, dude. I'd... Half of history is hiding the truth. That's right. Yeah, I, yeah. Aim to, I aim to misbehave. You, See, I forgot you about the old first son of a bitch. I know, man. My well, I totally forgot about the first half. Everybody remembers the second half of that mm-hmm. quote, so that's you know. Yeah, you just this. I think the sonality is starting to. Oh, that's perfectly starting to, starting logical to kick as well. I, I don't doubt it whatsoever. Well, for everybody you know listening, I mean, he gets lost every time he comes here. We have to go find him. Uh, we didn't want to tell you. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> don't tell my wife. Just don't yeah. tell my wife. If you haven't met Scotty P, he's actually very, very old. I'm a rickety motherfucker. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's like an he's like an old cabin, but you got a lot of character. Oh, okay, sure. Or is it like cabin in the woods where a bunch of just <laughs> so, fucked up horror shit happens? I didn't want to go dark or <laughs> dirty, mean. but it's what we do it can be whatever it can be whatever your old heart resi- uh i mean are uh, we talking wants. evil dead what i mean oh i'm oh, i'll always talk about evil dead absolutely speaking of that there is uh there's the going to be campbell yeah event. the bruce campbell yes. event the national i'm very excited yeah very excited for that i cannot wait to go and you get to watch evil dead i wonder if he sits yes. there and watches it with us or we watch it before he comes out hmm you know what i i hope to find well first off i hope to go to the event Second off, I would love to find it out because that would be a great comparison compared to what Kevin Smith does when he does the live events for the movies. That's true. I can already tell you they have a completely different style. I'm sure that Bruce Campbell gets in more than one question. I'm not trying to compare styles because they are going to be different. They are going to both be fun. You know, neither one of those should be taken as a negative 
like light into how they handle their shit. Mm-hmm. It's just interesting to see. Like that would be very interesting to see. Like because Kevin Smith admits he watches it, but also it is a newer movie, so I get it. Yeah, like his new movies. Bruce Campbell has been in and seen this movie how many times in forty yeah. plus years? I, yeah, I seriously doubt he's like going to sit and watch it with the crowd. I know that. I yeah. I assume that we'll get there. He'll come out and do a little thing, and then we'll watch the movie, and then he'll come out. Yeah. And... Well, but also, what like what Kevin Smith says on why he does it is because he wants to, you know, obviously he knows the movie. He directs, wrote, edited, blah, blah, blah. Sure. He's looking more for the reaction, the how the crowd reacts yeah. is more so what he looks for. What would Bruce Campbell look for when he does these events, or does he just go back and go? Well, there's you're right, and there's two factors there that kind of make a difference. Is that Kevin Smith, the movie that he's watching with the crowd, is one he's literally just made. Right. Uh, oh, yeah, there is that difference. There, so he's he's yeah. promoting it. You don't need to promote Evil Dead, and Fuck no. you know you don't. So I guess the thing is, is that he's like you were right though. He's probably seen it forty million times. Or he's seen clips and he's heard people say it, yell at him down the street, you know, groovy or, yeah. you know, give me some sugar or hail to the king or whatever, you know, shop smart, shop S smart. Like, I'm sure he's heard it so much that it actually has got to, like, be, like, like pinpricks in his brain. To some level, sure. I can and I, I, I get that. I can respect that. But I do hope that if you go to this event, uh, you know, that we get to actually, more than one or two people get to at least ask a question Maybe some new information to come out. Um, he's just he's great at speaking, anyways. Yeah. Uh, so I'm really excited. But tickets go on sale tomorrow morning, Friday the thirteenth. Yep, Friday the thirteenth tomorrow morning at ten thirty a.m. for the national. Yeah, show. it's at the national. So and that's it, which I think is in March. Is that was it March? Uh, April actually. I think April. For this excuse one. me. Yeah. yeah. But definitely, like if you, if you're a, if you're a Campbell, you know, if you love Bruce Campbell, if you love Evil Dead, I'm a dead. Yeah. I'm in that way. I'm totally a deadhead. So yeah, no, agreed. The, the other deadheads can kick rocks. So um, <laughs> they'll just collect them, paint them. Don't get me started on the <laughs> anyway. Uh, well, speaking of things that we have followed for, shall we say, like for almost well, almost forty years. I know I watched the original movie in the theater as a child, but we had one thing I wanted to make sure we get into because we're already, I mean, we're making good time, but you know how we try to be time conscious Thanks, on this. Thanks. Thanks, dad. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> no how pee breaks. That? We're making good time. That one of my depends. Thank you very there you much. Go, buddy. There you go. I know what to do. <laughs> Always prepared. <laughs> uh, but we definitely had talked about Willow as well. Which was originally what we were leading up to for not only a great childhood movie back in the 80s and great actors, story, and everything. The fucking series that just wrapped up this week on Disney+. Plus, Absolute fucking fire, son. Dude. Fire. It was... Like, sometimes you can be angry about how long it takes in between the sequels or whatever they do to follow up these movies and certain things. They did it the, right. The timing was done just right. Yeah. I mean, I'm not talking about some bullshit Avatar timing, whatever. James Cameron just sat on that for whatever reason. I don't know. Well, he was making, listen, I'll, I'm going to give it to James Cameron. It Avatar uh, 2 is a good movie. It's beautiful. It's long, yes. And they probably could have cut some time off, but, you know, I'm not director, but I will say it's kicking ass in theaters, so... 
And I'm gonna, I'm James gonna Cameron deserves the respect. I, and don't get me wrong. I even like the first Avatar, even though it is Dances with Wolves with aliens and blah, blah, blah. You know, whatever you can say. But the effects, the, you know, the way things were done, it beautifully done. I'm not knocking that. I'm just like, why do you got to wait like 20 plus years to do a sequel? Well, that you, know, you have to ask him directly. Exactly, and I don't have that much clout in the world, so I'm not even going to try. I mean, sometimes so. it just takes a long time for that idea to 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 make sense. Sometimes people do need to age, like Willow, for money. example. Well, yeah, well, money's always a factor. Yeah. That's for sure. But never seen I, it. No, Willow. No, and I uh, I didn't. Or Avatar. Well, no. that's one we won't hold against you. It's okay. Yeah. I will say Willow. It's not, it's not the blasphemy of Nick Cage. So for so those who, <laughs> for those who haven't seen it, Willow is set in a in a very Lord of the Ringish style world, uh, medieval fantasy. Yeah, medi- Just, yeah medieval fantasy, Dungeons and Dragons, basically. And you have fucking right. Yeah, and you have a sort of you know uh, Han Solo ish, not not knight, but. It's- Amazing sword. He's, he's, he's a scoundrel. He's a nerf herder, sort of sword fighter. Uh, amazing sword fighter. You're only bringing this in because George Lucas did the movie. So, well, I mean, that doesn't mean you can always cross reference his his terms, man. Come I will cross reference whatever I deem necessary <laughs> to cross reference. And he is a nerf herder. No, he is. That's that's that character is that sort of like you know like you know lones like lone r- rider sort of thing and they go out and he you know right. goes on adventures and looks for treasure and he's essentially a treasure hunter with mad sword skills and he has possibly one of the coolest names Mad Mardigan which is right. like when you say it it just rolls which, off which your apparently tongue. is one word from what I've been seeing it's one word but I totally you know again movie reference back in the day I totally swear there was a space that it was Mad. Mardigan, like he was a mad, crazy dude, right? And his name was Mardigan. That's was his nickname, Mad right. Mardigan, right? Exactly. And it very well could have been. They could have just done it wrong. I mean, I don't give a fuck. It was, it's still a bad. But you know man. what? It was fucking Val Kilmer, so I'll take it. Was him. and it was it was Val Kilmer. Like I think he was riding high off of um, was it? T- no. Oh, a bunch was of top- stuff. Yeah, he was doing a bunch of stuff. I would say Top Gun. Top Gun was prior. Uh, but I mean, we're talking about like. Early to mid '80s was Val Kilmer Hollywood almost like well, so many good movies. Man. I wouldn't say that the early to mid '90s too. You know, even Batman well, did really well for him, even though the, it wasn't it critically was. critically <laughs> shit on. It did. It made him. We, we could pick that one apart. Oh, we right. won't go there. It made a lot of money. You know what I'm, oh, yeah, you know, absolutely. what I'm saying? Oh yeah, absolutely. And he did uh, the Saint, and he's got like tons of movies he's done for sure. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. that movie, like that was this like off movie. It kind of came out of nowhere. It was like '89. And he's, anyways, he plays this character, and there's some, you know, there's an evil sorceress, and she's gonna, you know, she wants to destroy the world, and, her, and she's got her daughter helping her. Well, the worst thing about that, she wanted to kill a freaking baby. Right, she wanted. That, that was the big right. thing, was. This, this baby, baby is like the Jesus Christ of this world. Not, essentially, yeah. Essentially, I mean, in term, but as a sorceress, not not like. You know, uh, a holy being, a savior from, yeah, of the people. Sa- she's savior, but she's not there to like save them from themselves. She's there to like help them fight a war, mm-hmm. and and right. that's basically the base. And and that baby falls into the hands of Willow. This little, you know, um, I forget what they're they're called. The, the Delphine or no, the discriminatory nickname is called Peck. Peck. Yeah, that's what they use to make fun of him. But he falls yeah. in the hands of Willow, and Willow wants to be a, a sorcerer. And so he goes in this journey to get this baby to a safe place and to find 
You know, what well, he needs... They're, they're supposed to be searching for the one... And, of course, we didn't double-check names, so I'm going to totally fuck this Galandria, up. Galandria. The wand of Galandria. Yeah, well, they, they were supposed to get her. They were supposed they, to get they her. They were searching for her right. first. He comes across Mad Mardigan, and antics ensue, basically. Right, and it's a comedy adventure, and it goes to... And, of course, you know, it ends with, you know, the heroes winning the day. Mad Mardigan, instead of being this, like, scoundrel, like, where he'll... You know, he'll fight, but only for himself. He ends up fighting for the people, the people that he cares about, which is Willow and Matt and the evil witch's daughter, uh, uh, Sorsha was her name, Sorsha. Yeah. And so, long story short, they win the day. They rule. You know, Willow goes home, and, and the baby is taken care of by Mad Mardigan. So, fast forward, how long was it? How long? How many years is that? Twenty, thirty Willow years. Willow came out. See, you're supposed to be the tech guy. Double check. Well, I don't. I know, but today we're 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 uh, we're a party of three, so I don't have my my stuff in front of me. My like my laptop oh, and stuff. Oh, excuses, excuses. But anyways, this shoots forward. Nineteen eighty eight was the film. All right, nineteen eighty eight. So this shoots forward that far in their time timeline where a. Uh, well, it's like it's like anything, Lucas. No, no, the aging doesn't match ours at all, and you know, depending. Well, they there, there's they, no exact age for a lot he, of stuff. He didn't de-age anybody in the show. I'll tell you that much. Uh, he, they straight up yeah. used just you know some makeup to make them look good, but they, it was it was pretty much all them. But the, I will say this is possibly one of the best. Um, I was excited when I heard about it, but I didn't know how they were going to do it. It was one of the best shows. Well, and, it, and, it did have the Lucas touch of secrecy. They yeah. only they leaked out only what they were gonna leak out to mm-hmm. give you a taste to get the to get you salivating for it and everything. Uh, you didn't even see who the characters were gonna be until they actually released like a little funny short that they recorded of um, Warwick Davis, you know, making fun of himself and, you know, new working with new actors who were nobodies. And, you know, they did a whole joke thing about and, that. And you know it's, so, and you know it's George Lucas behind it. You know, uh, star, yeah, the man yeah. himself, because the special effects in this show were phenomenal. Phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Like, better than, like, most Marvel CGI, like, special effects, but, like, practical effects mixed in. And we can get, we'll talk about that final episode, but Willow, Willow's, we'll, we'll, we'll get to why he does this, but his, his magic and, and her magic is so, it's like, it reminds me of Jubilee from the X-Men cartoons. You know what I mean? Yeah. The the way they did stuff for the, for the series. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. More like has a sparkler tendency to like how it looks yeah it sparkles and pops like when it shoots it's like electricity but instead of like the lightning bolts coming out of it it just like pops it's really it's it's weird the way they did it but it looks good it doesn't look like harry potter it doesn't look like you know the force lightning but but it is still very powerful because again jubilee is actually a perfect uh way to compare it because even though like a lot of people recognize jubilee from the 90s cartoon but if you look at the comic lore for Jubilee, mm-hmm. she is actually one of the most powerful mutants on the planet at the time. Is she? Even though it looks very sparkly and everything, basically her power could like melt you to nothing. No, oh, like didn't know like that. it could wipe out people in a heartbeat if she didn't learn control and different things like that. She's actually very very powerful. But the cartoon made it look very like, oh, fireworks. Ah, no, so she's know. like a Laura yeah. Dannon in the show who starts very out, much so, yeah. Starts out weak and they say it in the show as so essentially in the show, 
it's almost like they're Satan. And it really is. It's called the worm. And Oh, the, the the parallels between how they do the evil magic yeah. in this world and, and stuff. And, is and it very, is it's fairly I mean, basic good and evil stuff and but it's well, it's done really well. You're talking about George Lucas worlds, which of course. is very straightforward on that. So yeah. Right. But so, it works. I mean it totally works. I mean no no negativity on that, you know. No, it absolutely works. They mixed you know, they mixed that sort of like that medieval uh, D&D world, but the, the humor is very contemporary. Absolutely. You know, they didn't try yeah. to, like, redo the stuff from the movie. They didn't try to, like, you know, but You're they right. didn't throw in our world in terms of references, which is good, but they they made it contemporary. So, and, and the characters were, you know, contemporary. They had wa- every walk of life. Yeah, and shown in that show, and they didn't focus on it too much. It was it wasn't about two girls falling in love or or two girls kissing or they. It's it wasn't about them being that way. It was about the actual just love between different characters. Absolutely, yeah. And they did a really good job of conveying that. The and well, the growing of characters, things like that, and I, and I'm I'm thinking that's a little bit more of what probably Lucas wanted to do, but I can only imagine how the budget would have been back in '88 for what they did do for the movie. Mm-hmm. So you're just like, and especially again, like we were saying, like someone like Val Kilmer being such a big name at the time, that's your budget right there. And there were some other uh, pretty famous people at the time as well. So it's like, I mean, I bet you it, the budget, I bet you every bit of the budget for this show is probably like a hundred million. Oh, easily. But that, that, but that budget is way more doable now than it was in, in something like 88 where, well, in 88, I'm, you know, I, I don't limitations have... on special effects and, Everything like that, so... Remind me to look up... I'll have to look up that budget, uh, what it was for the original movie, but I bet yeah. you if you adjust for, for inflation and then everything is inflated in terms of cost... Oh, very possible, it's yeah. It's probably, yeah. probably equal-ish, you know. Uh, and that's just a guess. I'm, I don't so have any data, like, data in front of me to back that up. Right. That's just an assumption is that, you know, but it's I probably think, pretty ba- close. Basically and, what I was saying, though, I think Lucas was just... was trying to build more to that group adventure. Mm-hmm. It just... The way the story worked, you couldn't fit anybody else in the movie. Right. But the series worked way better. Yes. And the and uh, every character was fleshed out finally. They didn't really leave a lot to the imagination of, like, who these people are. Are they going to, you know, do... Like, they, they fleshed it out really nicely, I think, for everybody. Even the brother, yeah. who had barely anything to do. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well... Mad Mardigan's the, son, by let's be clear, he had two children... With Sorsha. Sorsha runs, or runs, she's the queen of, um... Uh, Tersley. Tersley. Uh, and she sent her her daughter after the crone, which is basically the big bad guys. And I know you saw that, Jim. Mm-hmm. I know you watched that. The guy with, like, the cage around his head. Yeah. And the flying, the flying dude. Yeah. And, uh, and I guess the, the witch was the crone, right? No, that was just another, like, she's the magical person as part of the crew. Okay, so she was another one, and then, and then there was the big, super strong guy with the cage around his head, yeah. and stuff. Reminded like that. me of, uh, reminded me of uh, Thirteen Ghosts. Remember yeah, that movie? totally. Yeah, yeah. Totally, totally. That's actually they all kind of reminded me of like creatures or like ghosts oh, from for that sure. movie. Yeah, it was done really well. Pretty similar. Yeah, but they come right. and attack. They come and attack, uh, attack them, and then take the brother, which is Mad Mardigan's son. Which is funny because they do a little thing in the first episode where they show his son flipping the sword up. Just like Val Kilmer does in the original movie. Oh, yeah. Right before he slips down the hill. 
Yep. Um, which is uh, which is really good. There were some really good throwbacks to the movie throughout the series, and even the the subtle ones. Which I, did you pick up about where they were in the in the castle from the from the movie, and they were eating. Which one? And they were telling the story about how they, how all the the good, the, all the good guys got turned into pigs during the movie. Oh yeah, and they all traded them back. But then they were like, someone did, said did you something turn about them all back? did, did yeah. you turn them all back human? And they all kind of look at their food and set it aside as they're because they definitely were not done eating. Was that Borman? Who said that, that? might have been Borman. Borman had like he had the best lines of the show. He's oh, one of yeah. my favorite characters. He was the, the great show. little one liner. He was the Mad Mardigan without having Mad Mardigan there. But it That's makes what sense his character because was. he was Mad Mardigan's squire that you find out through the series. Yes. And everything. So You know, we can I don't I'm not sure how much we time have time um how much time we have left, which is We shouldn't do a deep dive on the series, right. but if you definitely want to talk about it, I would say I mean how it, since we've spoiled yeah, so most much of, it, of this yeah. anyways that uh yeah. Well I'll ra- I'll we'll basically wrap it up. It, it's essentially their it's essentially their Lord of the Rings journey over vast lands. To get to the Shattered Sea. Some fun battles. A lot of battles ensue hilarity along the way. Ensues. Yeah, hilarity. You know, people Good fall times, in love. Bad times. Yeah. But you get to the final episode where the where the you know they've reached like the apex, the top of the the top, or actually, I guess the Eternal City is below. Not really sure. It was a different realm. They find basically, yeah. They find Mad Mardigan's son. His sister does. Um, and through this journey, they have they fought all manners of creature. And by the end of the episode, they've essentially, by the end of the episode, they've essentially set it up and they show you what it is, is that, you know, they've broken free from the rule, the, whatever the influence was of the crone. Right. And the crone gets destroyed. There's a battle ensues between Alora and Willow and everybody. Before that happens, you see Alora almost turning to the dark side. Basically. Getting turned to the dark side by drinking this, you know, the elixir and kind of giving herself over to the crone instead of fighting against her and to get married. And as she's, as they're doing that, she turns, she's like, all right, you, this is where the contemporary humor. She's like, you're kind of being creeper. Uh, you're being creepy. No, like totally creepy. Oh yeah. I don't love you anymore. Yeah. I don't like, like, like yeah, right, you're just kind of weird now. Like the old you would gag at the new you. And basically, like, yeah. and that's basically what she says. And before, like before, the, when they go to the city, Willow stays behind and you see him walking away. And I remember watching it going, what fuck are you going? This is your show. Yeah, you're not going back to your but, kids. But see, that, Sorry, that, that was part of that's part of the great writing of where they found for this series to be that even though Willow was the the big hero at the time, that but he wasn't always the hero. There were things that happened in between, things that happened during the series. Oh, yeah. Well, he admits it so, himself. He killed the witch in the first movie by dumb fucking luck. Oh yeah, it was. He he won by dumb luck, and he's just like, I'm not a great sorcerer. I won by dumb luck, but through the show. He's had to push himself harder and harder than he ever has before. Right. And that's where you see him walking away. And I'm like, motherfucker, it's your show. Where are you going? Yeah. And then it gets to the part where they get to the battle and Alora decides, I'm not drinking, you know, I'm basically, I'm not drinking your Kool-Aid. Go fuck yourself. Literally and figuratively. Yeah, literally <laughs> and figuratively. And yeah. as she says that, Willow comes and you hear him go, slams his uh, his staff down. Yeah. And he does this spell. And it's this slow motion spark, but it's like it's shooting through each one of the illusions, and you just see it all shatter like glass. And to tell you, right, his return, I was like, fuck yeah. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I was so excited. I, mean, I felt like a 12 year old. The name is 
the name of the show I know. is Willow. I like, you yes. better come back and <laughs> yeah. show some show some of that pet cojones you got on you. Pet cojones. You know? <laughs> I bet you those things are like bulldog nuts, you know? Oh, my God. Why are we on the... <laughs> Why did we get to nuts? I'm I'm tempted to really call the show the episode <laughs> <Pet> <laughs> Um But you know, long story I'm short, he saying. shows up and he's a complete and he's complete badass and he and it's such a great scene and then the fight ensues and they end up winning for the time being. But they show you the other side of the wall, now, the veil. But, but I guess. don't ruin that last episode because that that's you can't ruin the last the last scene. Bullshit. If they haven't watched it, if you haven't watched it, I'm sure that if you've listened to this podcast, you've turned it off by now to watch it first. If you haven't watched it, I'm ruining it because it's okay. one of the coolest fucking things that it I is. wasn't expecting. It, it is pretty badass, it I was, admit. It was like being eight years old, having an X-Men poster, having that uh, I, the iconic one with all the X-Men characters on it, standing and looking. You know what I'm talking about? It was like, like 93, 94, but, but super the, but popular. This, but this was the evil poster. But this was the evil version, but and digitally, you know, and it was like live. And yeah. you show it shows the worm forming uh uh into Alora, like a copycat. The evil Alora. Right. You know, the dark angel. And um and she's you know, she's doing a speech and it just it starts playing I forget what the song is, but it starts playing you know, some sort of rock music, and it comes up over her shoulder and over this little hill, and you just see every manner of like dark creature. It looked like the cover of a D and D like oh, guidebook. Did, like like it was a Molly Hatchet record album right. cover. Yeah, and in the background, in the original movie, Willow in one of the castles is fighting trolls or attacking him. He shoots it with the wand. Troll falls in the water, grows like two fucking heads, and like like a hundred and fifty feet, just right. completely mutates from the spell. And so we have all these manners of creatures, and in the background you have that big callback to the movie. Fire breathing, uh, some... Right. Uh, like, and, it looks like a weird two-headed brontosaurus that breathes fire, right? And, basically. And they turn this, like, small adventure movie between you know, good and evil, and it is an all-out war. It is now a show about going to war. Well, and, that, and that's the great thing about the series, to where, at least for us, being remembering the movie... To where we see this next group that that the, it's the crossover generational thing that you know that I love. Yeah. That unfortunately my kids are not they they were not into the series at all, but they the, something caught their eye a couple times. So it's just a matter of finding the right day to be like, hey, try check this show out. Yeah. Uh, They'll fit, when they find but, things on their own. That's but, when they start. But it's a great crossover it. for the next generation, building the characters and everything. And my opinion on what they've been doing, I still love movies. I still love going to the movie theater. But for some of this stuff, to flesh out a proper story, we've got to have a series. And this did it perfectly for a sequel to, uh, to the movie. Yeah, I 100% agree. In order to properly flesh out stories now, you know, you really need to have like a series. Like something like Wednesday could not have been done in a movie. You could have done it in a movie, but everything would have felt forced. Yeah, it would have been one of those quick, like, almost direct-to-DVD 90s movies. Yeah, like, that's you know, what it would have felt for, like, because it would have been forced. And it would have been bad. Rushed. Right, it would very, have been Very, very bad. So, but we are approaching some of our time, so we should try to get in some comparing real quick. Yes, I uh, you know, listen, I've had school this, you know, or like, this week. It's been a busy week, so I did not look, find any um, particular articles that I, I needed, I felt the need to talk about. But I, I assume that you probably had something, and that we were gonna 
ended off properly. Let, let me double check my list here because there's been a few things. Again, the new year has started out pretty busy. I'll tell you what. Here's a comparing so, thought. I remember being a kid, and you know, when I did something wrong, or we were being loud, or whatever, and it wasn't oh, it wasn't necessarily from a mean place, but I remember being yelled at all the time. Like, sit down, go outside, do this. You know what I mean? Like, I I, I do remember that. The and the difference nowadays is that it, it if you when you pay attention now as an adult and you see like maybe that's not the best way that. You know, maybe yelling all the time like their parents did before them wasn't helping the situation. Well, Generationally, I mean. Actually, that, that comes in perfect for a lot of stuff where I, I can't even find my right memes now. You know how I love to do the me-me. Mm -hmm. But th that brings up even a very simple discussion of one thing that I know I've experienced personally and I've seen it with friends and other things is we cannot parent the same way that our parents did for us. No. It's got to be different. And I know in some ways we've talked about it before, but there are way more noticeable things mm -hmm. as we go. Like, it's not just as simple of change this a little bit or change this detail. It's like, no, I'm not going to do it that way at all. I'm going over here. Right. We're going to go the opposite This route. way. Well, not even opposite, just adapt to the times. That's one yeah. of the biggest things Ad that we've got to look at. Adapt and evolve. So, what, would yeah. you, what would you do, Jim? Uh, I mean, I grew up in a household where, like, I think I gear, so yes, changing from, like, your parents and how they parented, but I do tend to see where I, when I'm parenting Monkey and, you know, they're going batshit crazy and it's time to, like, calm down. Right. Like, my mom's way of parenting was the strict yell it out, sit down, be quiet. My dad is not. He is yeah. very stoic and very, he'll drop his voice like four octaves and sound like Darth Vader and scare the shit out. Okay, dad, I'm yeah. sorry. Yep. <laughs> but like, I tend to find myself gearing more towards how my dad parented me because I responded better. When my mom would yell at me, I would just do that, okay, and I'd piss her off. I'd just cross oh, my yeah. arms and say, okay, and I wouldn't react. But with my dad, I would just crumble. And so when I'm, you know, getting monkey's attention, I don't raise my voice at her. And I mean, right. she's not my kid. I'm a step parent, but like, and it's not my place to yell at her. If, if I need to set her straight, if she's overstepping a boundary, sure, I'm going to correct that. But as right. a step parent, I'm not trying to yell at you. You're not my kid. I want you to feel comfortable around me, but I'm not going to take your shit either. Well, so, shit's still got to happen yeah. the way it needs to happen. So, I mean, that's instead that's... of yelling, it's I try to explain, like, hey, your dad told you to clean your bathroom 30 minutes ago. You know what happens when you don't do what you're told. Right. Here are your consequences. So get it done. It'll be over before you know it. And then you can go back and do whatever you want. And then daddy's not going to be mad because you want to know why? You did what you had to do. And 99.9% exactly. .9 of the time, they'll get up and do what they need to do. There's always that one little chance where you're like, all right, you're pushing it. Yeah, it's, see, it's, see, I catch myself, like, I'll even catch myself getting loud at first, but that's, like, the attention grabber. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, you're not listening, blah. All right, take a breath. Mm -hmm. This is what needs to be done, and, like, mellow out the voice a little bit, mm -hmm. do that type of thing, uh, is, is more so what I have found to be more effective now. Doesn't work every time. No, <laughs> nothing works every time. One hundred percent of the whatever. But no, never. Uh, never. You know, you'll never get one hundred percent success rate. You'd be you'd be lucky no. to get twenty percent half the fucking time. That's true. Uh, you know, and I, you're she's she's right. Like 
I I was the way I was raised, and I didn't have a dad around, but my mom had to step up for both, and she was loud. She had to be alpha. She had to be tough. You know, not in a oh, mean way. Oh, don't use alpha. That's or not alpha, but well, I, 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 I even prefer just a more generic. Like she had, she had to be top dog because it had to be like top dog I'm is literally control. alpha by by <laughs> scientific standards. That's I don't know. I I don't just I, in terms of just, just if you think of a wolf pack. You're not going to tell him, call him top dog. The, he may the, not the like person that. in charge your ass apart. <laughs> has to <laughs> regulate balls. the other little dumbasses. All, right. All right, fair enough. Like so, <laughs> we'll go with top dog. Yeah, top dog. we'll go with top dog. All right, but she had to, she had to assert that by while also providing love, which is a sure, tough balance. Yeah. Um, and so early on, you know, when my kid was growing up, you know, I thought like, all right, well, if I'm, you know, I have a loud, booming voice. So if I'm loud with it, it'll, you know, come across. And I've learned over time, especially now that she's, you know, she's almost a teenager, is that it, that that doesn't work. Yeah, it, it only breeds more problems. The more, you know, you know. So I've had to evolve and learn to sit down and listen to her or talk with her. And, right and and go through it that route even if she always thinks it's a, it might be a lecture it's uh, which is you know i've learned to shut up and listen to her more or oh sure what i've noticed too because you know your daughter and i are both only children so i totally understand what it is to be an only child the spotlight's on you there is no sibling that you can blame your wrongdoing Pass on. Pass the buck on that one, you yeah. Know, it is all you, and it right. will always be all you as long as you're an only child. And one thing I wish my parents did allow me to do when I was angry is to feel those emotions and to let me be angry. And if I'm angry and I storm up to my room... Let me be angry. And you've done, Smash, a really good job at now. If she gets pissed, let her ass go upstairs and right. be mad for a second and process that anger and for her to understand what anger is. Because when I was growing up, it wasn't, it was don't talk back, don't cop an attitude. You're not allowed to be angry, even though. You are angry. You so. have every right to be angry. Yeah, is the thing. and you have every right to be angry. Now, you don't have every right to be an asshole to your parents or to be disrespectful. Probably my most common phrase is, it's okay for you to, if you're mad, that's fine, but don't act like this or do this as a reaction to being mad. Correct. Right. Trying to talk about that. Right. It's cool the way you're feeling. And don't, co- uh, don't copy us. Don't always copy us. I was t- and I tell my kid, don't, don't, you know, like, you know, try to think about before you do things and, and before you react and, and let it get to you, you know, try to calm yourself down and said, don't, don't, and don't copycat the way I do. I'm, I'm, I'm your dad, but I'm not perfect. Right. And exactly. I'm not, and that, you know, and that, and that means that I can make mistakes, but as long as we own up to them. And try to be better. That's a, that's the best yeah, thing that we can do. It's all we can do. We we are all evolving. The children, us, how we parent, everything mm-hmm. is, is got to be a yeah. constant. It's yeah. it's got to be fluid. Until you run into the ones who refuse to evolve. And, well, and that's where you try to steer away that, from. That's in life. a that's a whole another discussion. I on know what we got to do. But we are at a point now where I think uh, we should definitely start wrapping up. It sounds yeah. like the weather is getting a little crazy. I think. As well, uh, I don't think it's getting that. crazy. I think it, it is, is crazy. It is crazy. There's a thunderstorm in January. What is happening? Right. 
So, so sorry if you hear that in the background, guys. But it, you know, as the show it it happens, we we have background noise. I'm I'm not so. sorry. I want you to take it, listen to it. It's like ASMR. Whoa, whoa, we got you worked up, man. Hold up. up. But guys, thank you very much. Hopefully everybody had a safe and great new year. Bring it in 2023. As you know, we are doing our belly crawls, taking it just one little step at a time. We're going to take this year as safe and easy as possible, but still having fun, bringing all sorts of great things to you there. So, and speaking of which... We should go ahead and start throwing out there. We did an early, early mention some episodes ago. We have, or I should say Hobbit, who takes, uh, who does the, the legwork a little bit on this. Our panel submissions have been put in right. for GalaxyCon Richmond 2023, which is happening towards the end of March. So as you know, we will keep you updated on details and everything as, as we get them. As soon as we can, look for them online. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff as well. But we do plan to be there, hopefully, doing a panel. And some of us still usually show up just to even visit, see some of the celebrities and the fun stuff and all that as well. Oh, it's going to be a great so, time regardless. You know, absolutely. We'll be there regardless of how anything happens. We'll be there. We'll be there in one form, one form or, or another. another. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, guys, be sure to keep an eye out for that. And, of course, the best way to do that is to check out all of our shows on GUIPodcast.com. Of course, not only us, the Geek Fathers, but our friends with uh, GUI Flagship is wrapping up very soon. As I say, tomorrow we record the final episode. The final episode for GUI Flagship. But, of course, us from the Mouths of Madness, Beautiful Disaster, Smack My Pitch Up, and other new shows are coming. The network is still alive and kicking well in 2023. So there are some great things there and while you are checking out new episodes of course click on that fun little link to see our friends at t public t public has all the needs for gui gear uh actually we probably should kick it up a notch to see if we can get some new gear before uh the con yeah it might be worth it a a goal if we don't reach it it's fine but if we if we can i'm gonna walk in with a pillow there you go (laughs) the old egg you know that pillow you you know that pillow that's right baby Always that pillow. Yeah, you can never. Uh, yeah, I mean, I never brag. hurts to have a good pillow with That's you. That's right, especially with it. our faces on it. Well, I mean, you could. You could. <laughs> I mean, ha- if you saw a star that you were like, "Oh my god," because you know that way you well, didn't scream top of your lungs and get thrown out of the con. That could work too. That will work. That's gonna work. So, oh check god. out all the GUI gear, especially for the convention, guys. Um, we'll keep you up to date. Uh, but thank you very much for sticking with us through another year. We have a whole other year to get through of geeky parenting, what we're doing, how we're doing it, and the ways we're trying to have fun, guys. So thank you very much. Just don't forget, join us. Or cry. Oh, and thank you, Em. Woo! Em joined us, but she didn't talk a whole lot. Well, we got to let her do it. What? Join us. Or cry. There it is. That's sultry. My name is Amy Bogard. And I'm Mike the Hobbit. And we are the hosts of Deeply Upsetting, where we use our expertise to answer your most upsetting hypothetical quandaries, such as what non-wigged animal deserves wings? And what body part deserves a secret mouth? Which cryptid is the worst roommate? These questions and more that plague you will be answered on Deeply Upsetting, available anywhere you get your podcasts and at GUIPodcast.com.
GUIPodcast.com. <laughs>